All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining Champagne and Planning. I'm Liza, and we're here today to talk to you about all things weddings, and that includes wedding videography. So I'm very excited to have a guest with us today from Zach Thomas Films. It's Zach Thomas himself. Welcome, Zach. <laughs> Thank you, Eliza, very much. I'm, I'm looking forward to having this chat. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So, hey, let's start off. Um, I know people are familiar with videography, but they may not be familiar with your business. We have people from New York on here. We have people from Raleigh, all over North Carolina, um, some vendors and some couples. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit more about yourself and your business? Okay, well, um, I'm based in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I do wedding videography or wedding films, as it's called. Um I've been doing it for about eight years now. Um, I've been able to develop, I guess, the uh, well-established professionalism of it over the years. Um, and uh, I just love it. You know, it's been something that has the perfect blend of technical and artistry, uh, you know, requirements of it. Um, you have to be a little bit of introvert, extrovert. Um, and I just love crafting stories together and, and, um, and especially weddings cause they're pretty special. It's a pretty special day for people. And, um, it's great to see people, um, at their most joyous, um, day in, you know, in their lives and their, with their family and everything. So I don't know, get a lot out of it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's so funny because my mom was actually showing me her wedding photos today. Mm. They were a little different, right? Uh, yeah. I asked her, her cake was like three tiers and in the center, it looked like it had like a fruit bowl, like in the center of it. And I said, Is, was that a fruit bowl? And she was like, mm -hmm. I don't really know what that was. It was just so interesting to like see. And obviously they didn't really do video then other than like maybe on like a cassette, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. it's interesting to see how far it's come. But mm -hmm. I'm curious, what got you into this? Like, what made you say, I want to get into videography. I want to try that out. Obviously, it takes a creative aspect to it that I don't have. Um, but I'm interested to hear what made you start this up. Well, I was always a creative kid uh, growing up. Um, and Making movies was a kind of side hobby thing that you could do when I was growing up. Um, I'm a Gen Xer, so I was grew up in the when I was a young kid, Star Wars and Spielberg movies and and those kinds of things. Uh, people were paying more attention to how movies were made and stuff like that. And um, so I had a friend, and we would often get out little Super 8 film cameras and make little movies and things. And as I became a teenager. Uh, VHS camcorders came out and you were able to, you know, just be creative with that whole um, uh, thing. And um, there were a couple of instances where I was asked to film a wedding, when I, well, like video weddings. And just because they knew that I, I knew how to hold a VHS camera and press the button. And um, it was actually a high school teacher of mine. Um, I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, and she was getting married on the battery. And uh, it kind of left an impression on me because it was really beautiful. It was um, she was brought up in a horse and carriage up to the battery and walked up to the gazebo where they had a harpist playing a harp in the middle of it. 
and you know you have those beautiful trees and the moss and the wind blowing and um it was a beautiful thing to see um and you know there were a couple of times that i thought about hey maybe i could do this and but it was only a moment because back then the technology was so primitive um vhs tape was so so bad i mean poor color poor clarity audio is bad and you couldn't really craft a good uh film from that wedding or otherwise and it's you know it's in the last decade or two when um dslrs came out and the quality of video got so much better and so much easier and editing on computers and um you know i've, I've mentioned this before but like the wedding film or the idea of the wedding video or the wedding film has always had this promise to it. And it's only in the recent years where the technology has gotten to a point where it can actually live up to that promise, which I think is creating a beautiful uh, movie, which can be kept as an heirloom in a family over the years to come. So, um, but yeah, I got into it just kind of, as a creative side thing, um, I, I didn't really pick it up for many, many years. I wanted to be an actor. So I did a lot of, I was a theater kid. I did a lot of theater growing up. I actually went to acting school, I actually tried to be a professional actor for a brief period. And I realized how difficult it was. And I started to try to do other things. Um, and, you know, as the technology got better and more and more people were doing it and it became more of a cool thing to do, I started getting interested back into it, editing on computers and stuff. And probably about 2015, 2016 is when I really, I did like my first free wedding and uh, kind of, I, I shudder to think of what I did with that wedding uh, so long ago, but um, that was kind of my first taste of it. And um I don't know, just kind of been working on it ever since. Hey, I do want to say that you got further in acting than me. I was a chicken lady in The Music Man, and I'm very proud of that role, okay? Oh. I don't know if you heard of the little pick, little talk, little ladies, but that was me. Hey, there That's are no smart. small parts. There are no <laughs> yeah. small parts, only small actors, right? That's amazing. Um, you know, let's bring it back for a second. You were talking about this first chance that you got, obviously, different gear, but in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I'm sure videographers are a little jealous right now because I feel like everyone's first thing, your first time with photo, your first one, like my first wedding with planning. Usually it's not that, not, not to say it's not that beautiful, it's just different, right? But you got like horse strong carriage i mean you had some prime stuff i know yeah. your gear wasn't prime but that's pretty lucky right there <laughs> yeah 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 it was a great little moment there i mean it kind of did leave an impression on me i would say um just in terms of um i was like wow people do this yeah. <laughs> like like they and they go all out for their wedding day and now so. you're probably thinking oh look at how far weddings have come because so many things that years ago we would have been like what and now seeing it is interesting right, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously when couples are starting out and they're trying to figure out okay who is going to capture my day we've talked a little behind the scenes about how sometimes video um comes a little later in the game and i, and I will want to come to that in a minute but yeah. first let's start off with the couples that they know from the start they want videography it's a huge portion of their day um they want to make that investment 
where would you recommend they start? Like, how do you just go about, because I know for me, I'm picky about video. Um, I might watch something and say, I don't know about that, or there might be something Mm -hmm. that I see. So what are some key things that they should look for questions they should ask, or even just to make sure it's a good fit for both of you, um, when they're choosing a videographer? Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, I guess there's different steps to the process and I guess starting, um, of course, I, I would assume that they have a, a venue and a date. And of course, the venue will have preferred vendors that they've worked with before. Um, and I would say also, I would also trust the recommendations of your planner because um, um, they definitely know who who was uh, reliable and who's good and that kind of thing. And then from there, um, going in and really watching someone's videos. And, and you can also check to see what videos are out there that took place at the venue where your wedding will be. Because quite often there's many um, videos uh, out there uh, from the venue. And um, you really have to take each videographer's work and sit down, watch the whole thing from beginning to end with headphones on, uh, because audio is half the work, right? It's, it's half the experience. So just, um, I would say, just make sure you're not just skimming through um, the portfolio uh, too much. Um, and I guess it also, you know, what is it that you value in terms of your experience of a video? Um, there are many videographers who will edit in a very sort of stylized sort of hyped up fast edit sizzle reel kind of way. And it was very hyped up party kind of edit. And um, if that's what excites you and that's what you want, you know, um, certainly that's good to know and keep in mind. Um, My style is very different from that. I tend to not go for a hyped up, uh, fast-paced edit with any of my stuff. I guess it's just sort of a um, personality thing of, of mine, but I also feel like to the wedding day is, is a unique moment and it's a unique day. It's not a party like any other party, like you would have like a New Year's party or a frat party. You have it every year. A birthday party is every year. This is a once-in-a-lifetime day that doesn't come again. And so, I mean, for me and my purposes, my edit is going to try to focus on the emotional core of the day, the deeper meaning of the day. Um, the, the vows are very important. And um, of course, all of the things that are, I don't know, I, I, I say it on my website, I'm kind of a softy and uh, I do get a little teary eyed sometimes when I see couples saying their vows and, being very vulnerable and, you know, and um, opening themselves up in that moment. It's just such a a beautiful human um, universal moment. Um, And so in terms of finding the right videographer, you really have to watch the films of that videographer and, and see if those films touch your heart. And if you can see, yourself in those and if that's what you want to see when you are remembering your own day does that kind of answer that absolutely yeah i was actually uh 
a couple things I was thinking about during that. I'm going to throw a little curveball at you here. I didn't okay. tell you this, but um, I pulled a review. Um, so I want to read a little bit of it here uh, okay. because I think it's so important for us to, I think reviews are really, really helpful um, because oftentimes if they've taken the time to write the review, they had something that they really wanted to share. Um, and so the one, let's see, I just make sure I pulled the right. I pulled like three, so I want to make sure I have the right one here. Uh, okay, yeah, here it is. First, you're just talking about how you're very communicative off the bat. Um, you brought up things that maybe they had thought about, and then um, you were trying to make them aware of the plan, such as microphone, toasts, and everything on the big day. There's a lot of moving pieces on wedding day, and I feel like oftentimes couples don't realize that from making sure you have the right audio, you gotta have the right mics, whether the ceremony's outside, you gotta deal with wind, whether it's inside, you know, lighting, everything. Right. There's a lot to think about. Um, and even mm -hmm. in that one, they're saying like, there's things we didn't think about. Oftentimes when people are having that big day, they're doing it for the first time, maybe it's a second marriage, but oftentimes we're getting them on the first, first time here and they don't really know what things to think about what are some of those things that you have seen where you're like, I know this, but oftentimes maybe couples might not think about the fact that they need their speeches mic'd or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gosh. Um, well, videography is, is kind of the new kid on the block in terms of wedding industry. Um, I think there's a lot of mystery around it for many people. I, I mean, photography people kind of understand because that's been a staple of weddings for so many years and so long and forever and all the other parts of the wedding day. Um, I think that video is so ubiquitous with people's phones and being able to post on Facebook and Instagram these days, it just seems like, oh, well, it just seems so easy to do. Um, but when it comes to using high quality equipment, um, capturing moments in a way that is not distracting from what you're trying to capture and, you know, getting exposure right in all of the different environments. Cause of course you're inside, you're outside, you're moving it around, um, getting color, right. Um, there are definitely a lot of moving parts and there are things that people don't quite understand about uh, video and I usually with my couples I'm always you know having phone calls and uh, timeline uh, we go over timelines we go over stuff and I explain a lot of the things that affect them particularly wearing microphones the groom kind of already knows that he's going to wear a mic so I talk to him about that um, there are times when I will suggest to the bride that she can wear a microphone as well in a way so that it's kind of inside her dress and uh, not visible at all. Um, I recommend that when they're doing like uh, personal vows uh, for their vows instead of like traditional vows. Um, there are certain things that I definitely try to get their cooperation on. I also, of course, talk to the planners and photographers and DJ. Uh, the toasts are particularly important for, for video and they really require, for me, they require a certain kind of, of setup. And I let the couple know and I let the other vendors know that need to know that I kind of need to be in charge 
of how that setup goes. Many times um, photographers or DJs will want the uh, the to toast giver or the, the speaker to just stand right next to the couple up in front and just stand and kind of talk to the crowd. But I don't like that setup because what happens is, is that the couple is, is getting, I'm getting a lot of profile. And so, and then the speaker is turning. And so when I get a lot of profile, I'm not getting two eyes. And so when I'm not getting two eyes, I'm not getting emotion. And so what I have, to, what I do is I have the speaker or the toast giver stand across from the couple on the dance floor with the mic stand so they can talk across to them directly. And I have two cameras pointed one at the couple, one at the speaker, and so that I can have two eyes um, of, of each, if that makes sense. Um, and that's a little thing, you know, that's just one of those things that people don't really um, realize about video, that that I'm capturing action, um, uh, a moment from beginning, middle to end. Like when someone laughs or someone, you know, cheers or something like that, that little moment has a beginning, middle, and end, several seconds of video that is being captured. And in order to get the real um, emotion of the person, you need to see two eyes and not a profile. Um, other little small things that I like to tell my couples about is this idea, um, depending on their comfort levels, you know, some, some couples just really love to kiss and it's great, right? And then some couples will just do short kisses or they'll just smooch and stop. And so I have to try to kind of explain to them for video, it might be okay to just do a quick one for photo, but for video, I need you to kiss and hold. Stay kissing until I tell you to stop kissing. So that that beginning, middle and end moment can kind of uh, be captured. Um, God, what else do I have to kind of convey it's so interesting because yeah, i mean there, there's, I always... there's things there's things that also don't really involve the couples too just like you know dealing with the dj um making sure that um you get backup audio from their feed um that kind of thing oh also um a lot of times there's a couple of venues around here that have ponds where they their ceremony happens right at the edge of the pond and the pond will have a fountain running and a lot of times I will ask if we can turn the fountain off during the ceremony because it that shh oh, is constantly yeah. in the background and I'm trying to record the audio. Um, so, I mean, little things like that from time to time come up where I have to, I, I as, as the videographer, I have to advocate for the bride's wedding film and in a way that allows me to get the best quality I can. I think it's so interesting because every time I talk to one of my vendor friends, I learn something else. And um, I, I learned, and I'll give you an example. So I learned a while back that a sparkler, I mean, not that anyone necessarily loves a sparkler, so not going to be beautiful for photo and video, but in terms of logistics for me, I don't love to give drunk people fire. Um, and I've heard from some DJs that it like interrupts their like party, right? Like they're, they've got the mood and the, the dancing going and then we just yeah. like cut it all over. It's like outside for a sparkler send off. And that's not great for them. So I try to take those things into account, but it's yeah. so interesting what you just said, because I find myself oftentimes too, I am, I'm putting the person that's giving the speech next to the couple on 
and it's so interesting to to hear that piece of it because it makes sense to me like that is right. so huge and yes when I watch a video I would so much rather that would invoke so much more emotion than like looking at someone's side of their face uh, right. right so that's right. something I'll definitely think about but it's just always so interesting because we all are experts in our area right and so for mm -hmm. me I might be like well this is why we do this but to hear that it's it's so cool for me it's very yeah yeah it's definitely important for me to be able to explain that side of it to folks because and and having the conversations ahead of time because when the moment arrives and they're trying to set it up the way they normally do and if i come in and say oh hey i want to do it this way instead um and i don't have time to explain why it doesn't i mean people they're not as receptive to the idea of me changing things up. I mean, they, people um, have, you know, they have a certain way of doing things and why not just do it this way? This is fine. Um, I've had, I've actually had experiences where, where I haven't um, had the conversation ahead of time. And when I tried to set something up, um, the planner or photographer just changed it or just decided that they were going to do it the, their, their own way. And so, um, yeah, I definitely, the reason, there are definitely reasons behind things. You learn this over the years of doing it. There's a, there is a, a way of doing it. And then there's an ideal way. And, um, you know, just having those conversations ahead of time really helps. I think that's key because recently, this is a couple of months back, we had a stunning wedding, like a winter wedding, and, uh, they did a ton of Christmas trees and it was so pretty, um, uh, the one thing that, you know, for we do full planning and then partial planning and full planning. I'm really in the entire process, you know, guiding them throughout the way, answering questions. Partial, mm -hmm. I'm still really involved, but I'm not involved in every single decision. Mm -hmm. And so they had these beautiful Christmas trees. They brought them. We set them up. I put the lights on them. Yes, there's photos. It was it was interesting. The tree was like 13 feet high. Okay. So I did my best. Um, but I had asked the day before, I said, Hey, is there any plan to tie these? You know, because these are some big trees and just with the doors in this venue, is there any plan to tie these to anywhere, you know, to the beams, to anything? Oh no, they're, they're going to be fine. We've, you know, tested it. It's going to be fine. I said, okay. Um, so while we were setting up and for us, we can fix a lot of issues during the setup process because oftentimes something goes wrong then, but we have time. Um, but during the setup process, we were at this venue, the doors are so heavy and it creates like a vacuum. So we had one with all the favors and it was all like ornaments. Well, doesn't someone go to open that door and the tree falls down? Now they were plastic. They were like a hard plastic ornament. So luckily nothing broke. We put the tree back up and we moved what we needed to. We, we locked that door specifically so that it wasn't coming in and we just had to play 52 pickup. Uh, but something that we had to change. And I feel like now doing a wedding with Christmas trees, I'll know for next time. Um, but they were supposed to come in. The venue has these beautiful doors that open up like these massive doors and right by those doors, they had like the 13 foot trees and then like a four foot tree. Mm. And all I could think about was we opened those doors for the couple to come through for the entrance. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and these things are going to be on the floor. Like it was mm-hmm. a windy day. We're going to yeah. open this up and listen, right. I can fix a favor tree that fell down before guests came in here. But if two 13 foot trees fall down with 150 people in here, like I'll do my best but like it's gonna be chaos for a minute so it was so hard because I I knew that they wanted to come through those but seeing what I had throughout the day I had to make the call that they they couldn't come through those doors and Mm -hmm. and I explained it to them and they they were okay but I feel like if I had had that conversation earlier in the process knowing what I know now it would have turned out better so I think it's so important you say that um in one, we get both, you know, uh, vendors and clients on this. So yeah. for clients, just knowing that sometimes when we're telling you something or we're giving you a piece of advice, it's because we've done this over and over and over and we've seen it. So there's likely a reason that we're t- telling you that. Um, and for vendors, you know, just to help to educate your clients, because oftentimes I remember even when I was first starting off, if there was something that I knew was not going to work, I would just be like, oh, it's fine. But then later on, I'm scrambling to try to fix the issue that I knew was going to happen. Now I'm a lot more bold about speaking up because in the end, like you said, it's their wedding video. It's their wedding day. Like it's all of these special aspects that we really have a better understanding of. Um, and it's just to, to make their day better. So love that. Yeah. Uh, you said you worked with a couple of wedding planners. So with working with wedding planners and, you know, obviously um, some weddings have them, some weddings don't, uh, but is there a way knowing what you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, is there anything that you would like to see a better collaboration on or something that would be helpful to you? Uh, for example, some of my clients or some of my vendors have said, you know, Hey, it would be easier if we have like a final call and just kind of got everybody's questions out of the way or, uh, you know, for partial or full planning, it would be nice to know from the start your level of involvement and what your role is because planners have such different packages across the board. So is there anything, I don't throw on that at you, but is there anything you can think of off the bat that might make your job a little easier or a better working relationship Hmm. with planners or something you seem to be liked? I have worked with some really great planners um and i don't i don't know i I haven't really had anything where i have gone gosh you know i wish the planner would xyz for me um because i i tend to have experiences or i have thus far knock on wood um great experiences with planners um i i've only worked with a full service planner one time where i wasn't in contact with the couple very much that made me that was a little awkward for me because I like to I like for the couple to know me. I think that I do like to know like when the couple is going to go to the venue to do a last like kind of review or tour or like a la- a timeline review or something. Um, I had a couple of uh, couples that did that. And, um, and, you know, as I talked to them about it, they, you know, we arranged it so that I could come join them. Um, and, um, it was actually great. You know, I, I, I got to just kind of just show my face, you know, not to intrude on the, on the, the planners, um, need to get through the timeline and stuff, but, you know, the planner was there, um, and had a couple of other vendors and was coordinating 
and making sure that um, folks uh, knew what to do when and um, you know, and as we toured the kind of area, you know, I was I was actually able to ask for them to turn off the the fountain is one of those uh, places with a pond, and um, it um, it was it was you know it was nice to feel involved is what I'll say. Uh, you know, we've mentioned the videographer is like the new kid on the block, and he's usually the last to get booked, and. I would say there's a lot of amateur videographers saturating the market and uh, many who maybe don't know what they're doing. And um, I'm sure many planners have had uh, not ideal experiences with videographers many times. Um, and so, um, so I understand the sort of the, the hesitation to, to um, include the videographer, but like if there's, a way to include the videographer in the, um, I guess, the final tour of the venue. Um, it's especially important for video too, because I kind of get to know where people are going to be standing for the ceremony or where things are going to be, where the cake is going to be, you know, and how the tables are going to be set up and that kind of thing. Um, I do have a story about a planner, this really awesome planner who helped me in a pinch. Um, it's very... <laughs> Strange thing. Um, it was actually at this venue where I was meeting up with the couple in the planner and they were going over everything. Um, they have this sort of gravel driveway, this parking lot, dirt parking lot where the parking spaces are set up by those little, those um, wooden beams that are kind of like um, in, the, in the ground. They're fixed. They're, they're in the ground with these huge iron rods that are just shoved into the ground. Okay. And so there was one parking space that I went up to It had one of those iron rods is poking up a little bit further than the other ones. And I kind of, the front bumper of my car kind of moved past it a little bit. I was like, Ooh, and it scraped. I was like, Oh, I don't like the sound of that. And so I backed my, I tried backing my car up. And as I backed my car up, it ripped the front bumper off of my car. And it was actually, there were some other there were other people um, walking like in the distance, like on the sidewalk, they were walking towards the venue and they totally saw me rip the bumper off of my car. It was totally embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but I was running late. I was like, okay, screw it. So I got out of the car. I went and we did the meeting and everything. And I happened to mention that I messed up my car and I was like, oh gosh, it's embarrassing and hilarious. And, um, and, and I asked I asked the planners, like, do you have any zip ties? And she said, I got tons of zip ties. We yes, always right? have zip ties. Right, right. So, so, so I, I go back out of my car. I'm there trying to figure out what to do. And here she comes up with this huge bag of zip ties, literally helps me zip tie my bumper to my <laughs> car and so that I can drive away. And a um, shout out to Tara at Premier Party Planners. And, um, and uh, it was, I mean, it was amazing, you know, it's like, like a Boy Scout, always prepared, ready to help me out. And uh, so um, on the wedding day, when I showed up, I, I brought her a little gift bag with extra zip ties to replenish the ones that she <laughs> gave to me. So uh, we do, you know, we love our zip ties. I will say yeah. that uh, it's yeah. a running joke because so one of our DJ companies, they gave me something the one day and I like lost it and they 
they were like, well, Liza, maybe it's underneath the drill in your truck. And like, it's a running joke, right? Because we have all these tools. But listen, when you're in trouble, okay, the first person someone goes to is the wedding planner if they're around because we have yeah. all the stuff. We got duct tape, we got zip ties in all sizes. I got scissors, I got all the things. So that That's is first the, aid kit. <laughs> yeah, first exactly. Aid kit, a bottle of brandy and the snifter. Exactly. <laughs> you know, to, to make sure things are safe and, and cleanly. Right. Right. Or to get. Um <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. You know, something that I want to go back to that you said, you mentioned about being involved in the process. And just for a second, I want to take a little aside for any wedding planners that are tuning into this. I want to point out that I've seen this done two ways, and I'll explain how I do it. Um, but you, even through full service planning, you should still be including your vendors and respecting their process. The reason I say that is it's only going to make the wedding better and your job easier. So, for example... I have a florist and she has a certain way of doing things. I remember the first wedding we did to them. We we're like, that was great, but we want to like work out some kinks. And I asked her, I said, Hey, what is your process? Walk me through that. Then walk me through, okay, this is how I usually handle full service. I handle the communication, blah, blah, blah. But how can I make sure you're still getting what you need? And she was like, Hey, it would be really helpful after you go through the style guide with the couple if we can get on with the couple, I can meet them so I can make sure it's still a good fit for me because that's initially what I would do. I can talk through and hear a little bit more of their floral stuff. And then from there on, you can handle communication and it can just be email back and forth. And I thought, okay, that's a great idea. Same oftentimes with photo and video because you can't just select someone from the, yes, I have a list, but you can't just select someone from my list and know it's going to be the right fit for you. So it might take that initial phone call to get to know the couple, to ask a few questions back and forth. Um, and it was so funny. One of my couples um, needed an officiant. We got on with two officiants. And after the first call, I knew it wasn't the right fit for them. Um, and I was like, hey, like, how are you guys feeling? They're like, yeah, it's okay. And then my officiant was coming up and I was like, it was like the parents picking a date, but like I was so excited for my pick because I was really sure it was probably going to win. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as they got on with the officiant, you could just tell it was just an instant connection. It was good for everybody. Everybody got off the call and literally two minutes after the couple was like, we're ready, let's book. Yeah. And so that's huge because that just makes my job easier. They know they're walking in to a confident decision with a vendor. Um, so even for full service, if there's any planners tuning in, you can still have your process while respecting vendor's process. And the easiest way to do that is asking the vendors what their process is, uh, because that that's usually helpful. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's go into any, actually, let's go to this question, because you mentioned something about the people that have recently joined the photo and video industry. Um so we know that there's, you know, people that are like, all right, now I'm a photographer. Now I'm a videographer. Um, I also see I'm a part of all of these Facebook groups. They are sometimes helpful and sometimes hurtful um, mm -hmm. because I see people saying like, does anybody know any reasonably priced videographers? <laughs> it's like, right. oh, what does that mean? You know, I right. love that. I'm always the one that comments and says, 
what does reasonably priced mean to you? Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. tell me a little bit about the person that, okay, the couple's thinking, I'm going to go with the budget option. I'm going to go with that friend who says they can do it for 750 bucks. What are the risks there? What are some things they're not thinking of? And what are the benefits of going with someone who is well-established? That's a great question. Um, so, all right. You know, I know that a lot of people, you know, who are having their wedding day, I mean, their budget just doesn't allow for um, high quality video and, and, and other aspects of the wedding day. But I mean, it's, it's still um, a special day and it still deserves to be captured um, in some way. Um, and you, there's definitely a lot of people out there who are serious about it, but they're kind of getting started and, um, you can go definitely find, um, cheaper options. Um, the things that you're probably sacrificing with, uh, less experienced videographers, I mean, of course, I mean, with any wedding vendor that's less experienced, um, they don't quite have the experience to know what to do when things go left um you um you also um a lot of times the videographer is kind of using your wedding day to practice their crafts you know to learn their craft and figure out how to do it and it's like do you want someone kind of figuring it out um on your wedding um the i don't want to be discouraging about it it's one of those things where you know the wedding day for many people the wedding day is an investment and they are um um making investments in a lot of different areas to uh to make it as special as they can um i don't know if i'm getting to a good answer here um, I know that there are there are options out there. Um, for instance, there are companies that like national companies that do photo video packages and um, they're cheaper. Um, the the way those work is they hire local uh, videographers, photographers as well, um, to just go and shoot the day. Um, I know, I mean, I've actually shot for a couple of these. And so there are a couple that are pretty reputable um, in terms of how they treat their customers and some that aren't so reputable. Um, but the thing that you're kind of sacrificing with that kind of setup, you you still get probably a fairly good um result but the quality control is is an issue because the national companies don't really they're kind of churning them out you know they're getting someone's go go get the footage send it back edit chop it up spit it out you know they're really churning them out and not really paying as much attention to to quality um also the videographer might be a little less experienced and that you might not have an opportunity to get to know the person that's going to be coming and filming you all day. So um, that's just kind of one of, one of the, the sacrifices you make there and that's okay, you know, um, but it's like, ideally 
you want to have a well-experienced videographer who's going to take the time to get to know you so that when he shows up at your wedding on your wedding day, you feel like a friend has shown up and not just some, some weirdo. Um, but, um, right, right, right. Um, let's see. What so, else? Yeah. It's interesting that you said that actually, when you were mentioning that the reputable versus not reputable with the big companies, I had an experience. This was in maybe my second year. This couple that I had came in and they had hired a, this is also when we did day up coordination, which we no longer do. So I want to preface it with that. I was not in as early, so I couldn't fix as many issues, but right. they had hired this like video photo and video company. And it was like a very large company, but it was definitely not reputable. And I remember when they sent it to me, cause they were having some issues. I literally looked it up and I was like, how in the world did you find this? Like, did you just Google like cheapest photo and video package on the planet? Because I honestly, like they weren't a local, like it was just, it was so strange. And they had a really poor experience with it on um, where they were, they just stopped getting any responses at all. And they're trying to go over those final details. And I remember it was two months out and we had to find them a new photo and video team. And we did it, but we never want to have to do that. Like that is not fun or, you know, that's, that's very stressful in that later the planning process. And so, and they also ended up losing out on a deposit because they couldn't even get it pulled to the company. So to go after them would have been more effort than what they were willing to put in. Um, and then we've seen some that are more, they're a bigger company, but they outsource and then they are very reputable. And I have some friends that shoot for those too. But I think it's all about one, doing your research Two, where are you finding your vendors? Like, are you just doing a, and we all have it on Google, obviously we're all on Google, but are you just doing like a random search or just looking for the, this budget point? Yeah. And I think so many times you're forgetting all these other aspects. And then I think so many times couples will say, oh, I'm okay with my friend shooting it. And they say that in the moment, but disappointment comes later on when it's too late. And now they're having that moment where they want to rewatch their wedding. They're having a tough time in their marriage. They're having something where they, they need that. And that's going to be like that crucial video. And they're let down, right? So it's... Yeah. It's really important to invest in that. And I agree with you. I think this is also not to discourage anyone who is like just signed their paperwork and ready to start photo and video companies, all the power to you. Just make sure that you're getting the right training and second shooting under someone for a while and things like that too. Um, yeah. So that when, when you are launching that business, you can do it and, and make sure that, um, you know, it's, it's what everybody needs. And, yeah, I would I would add to the um, these large companies that if like you said, um, where are you finding these large companies? Um, they put a lot of effort into their marketing, mm -hmm. and their advertising, and their websites, and everything look great because they're taking the best of the best of the best of their video teams all over the country or whoever, and putting that up. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the videographer or photographer coming to your wedding does that work. Um, so, um, and the other aspect that I'll say, look at that contract carefully 
because I have heard from brides that have signed with this particular company that in their contract, it states that they cannot leave a bad review. Like literally they are not allowed to leave bad reviews. And and if, if no one can leave a bad review, how can you really know about the company? Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, and IRLI's Gina Bats will do contract review for you. So there's yes, a little yes. plus for myself there, okay? Okay, okay? I'll make sure I know what your contract is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so let's go back and talk a little bit. Um, is there a, I mean, you kind of touched on it in the beginning, but is there another memorable wedding that you filmed? Um, and why was it important to you? Why did it leave? I know your first one obviously was huge, but is there another one? And maybe it's all of them. <laughs> Might be hard to pick one, uh, but why it had an impact on you or left an impression? The, you know, every time I get a chance to really see vulnerability and humanity in in um, in in people, whether it's the couple or or the um, um, parents, I. There was a, one of the weddings, um, the couple had me come to the rehearsal dinner party, which is at, which was at someone's house and they were having a grill out and it was really great and a lot of fun. And they had, um, folks, um, did give little speeches and talk and stuff. And, um, the couple, they were, um, young, young lawyers in, 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 uh, law school, just graduating, getting ready to go into the world. Um, and the father of the groom was also a lawyer and um excellent speaker which was great you know they really knew how to speak and um the groom's dad gave this speech and talked about his son and it was just very touching it was very a moving just story about how his son when he was young he was like you know they were in sports or something at school and his son would would pick the um the one kid that nobody would pick you know for his team you know he would pick that kid for his team because the kid was not coordinated and was slow and you know it's like he would always pick that kid first and and his dad isn't like you know nick why are you why are you picking that kid you know he's slow and nick was like well because nobody else will pick him you know and it's like well it you know it's going to bring down your team. You not, might not win. And then it's like, well, I'll just work that much harder. And it's like, wow. Like just the character that, um, that, you know, other human beings have is just like, you really get moved and, um, by how other people are in the world. Um, I don't know. That didn't really, that didn't really, uh, I didn't, I didn't really communicate that very well. I mean, the story is much better as the father tells it, but, no, it was good. but it's just really that kind of um, thing. The memorable moments for me um, at weddings are not, it's not the huge flower arrangements and the beautiful cake and the amazing dress and the fireworks and the, you know, and all these things are wonderful and beautiful things. But my moments that really stick with me are the ones where, you know, people are saying words that are really meaningful and, and they might get a little choked up because it's, 
you know, dad is talking about his little girl getting married and, um, you know, um, sisters are, um, talking about their memories with, you know, as, as young kids and things and, and, um, these little moments of family and these little heartfelt, you know, open moments, you know, and these are times that families don't really get a lot of opportunity to just say these kinds of words to each other. And, um, it, it, that's, that's the thing that usually really sticks with me. Um, yeah. I'm going to pretend like you didn't say you don't care about the flower arrangements. La, 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 la. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I do. I do. It's no, just the I'm things kidding. that really stick with me are the, the tears. Because one time I was on one of like our favorite DJs podcasts and I told them I didn't like uplighting. And I'm pretty sure that's when they shut the podcast off and said, all right, Eliza, you're done here. <laughs> well, I nice. joke, but no, it's, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned that you're a softie. I always joke that I am not like, I don't cry unless I'm using like mouthwash. Um, but I will say that ever since I've become a wedding planner, it's the moment when we fluff the dress, we open those doors and every single time I'm just like, okay. Yeah. 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 Always a moment of tears for me. So I, I get that. Um, okay, that was great. I gotta see where we're even at here now because you mm. just crushed that question. Um, okay, so let's move down to advice for couples. Um, is there any general advice based on what you've seen? Doesn't necessarily have to be video related, but obviously you've you've seen quite a few weddings. You've seen things that work well and things that don't. Uh, and maybe it's something simple is where their focus is or you know anything you have any general advice for couples um for their wedding then general advice in terms of video or or just anything, any, anything? Yeah. i i i tend to try to tell couples to make sure they cherish the moments um make sure that they understand how fast the day is going to fly by and to try to take little moments with each other to, you know, be together in the moment and to check in with each other. Um, there's a lot of family trying to get your attention. Hey, come over here and, you know, get a picture with us and get a picture with us and this and this and this. Right. And so it's like a lot of that activity can really kind of pull apart a little bit, you know, and try to have moments where you're checking in with each other and trying to, trying to connect and say, Hey, you know, in this great, um, I also tell them to practice kissing. You don't um, think they would need practice for that, but I agree. No, <laughs> sometimes they do. They need to practice kissing, practice twirls and dips. Um, things like that. Um, let's see. Have you ever, have you ever seen a dip go bad? Uh, kind of think no i've seen i've seen them i've seen them go like um in the wrong direction like like away from the camera you know as opposed to across um i've seen them kind of only kind of do it halfway or not all the way not really committed to it so i mean have you seen something go bad i mean i'm wedding planner i've seen it all go bad no um no 
I no, I haven't seen any dips go bad. I've seen some unstable dips. I do think it's important if you're, uh, sometimes people plan a wedding and they silo everything. So they think about this, they think about this, but they don't think about how those two things connect. Right. And I think one of those is choreographed first dances. Um, I always like to loop in photo and video into that conversation, even if it's yeah. just a short conversation the day of or, or you know that final meeting right because there might be a big moment in the end there might be that twirl and we want to make sure that we have photo and video in the right spots so if you're going to be twirling towards the band and then they're over here or, you know something whatever it is you don't want your backs of that right or even in a wedding recently they were going to be coming through and then there, there's like these hedge walls um but it if they, if we would have left the main opening open for their first dance, you would have been getting like the bar in the background with like the exit sign. Yeah. And so we moved a hedge wall into mm. that spot so that yeah. then it set a beautiful tone and backdrop for that mm. choreographed first dance. So I think sometimes clue your vendors in on like all of those little moments. Another one that not sure I love this trend. I love it from the sense of you get photos with people, but I think photographers have a heart attack every time they hear there's going to be a photo minute um, where they like go to each table and try to get a photo with every single table. That's like a photographer's like worst nightmare. Um, yeah, I can it, understand. Yeah. So that's something that like, you should probably share with the photographer or recently um, photo and video. And recently we had one where she said it was in her three month call. She said, Hey, I want to do our first dance. And then I want to invite all guests to the dance floor for a huge group picture. And then we're going to open up the dance floor. Your guest count is 250. Um, so yeah. one. Right. And how's it going to go? Two. We should probably tell the photographers so they can bring a wide lens. Like, right. A really you know, wide lens and a balcony. If no balcony, you need a stepladder to right. be able to catch people, catch everyone. So I think there's so many things like that that couples mm -hmm. uh, don't think of. But my advice, you're getting two expert opinions here. So um, mm. definitely take these and write these down. My advice for couples is to date in the wedding planning process. Uh, I think it's forgotten. I think a lot of couples get caught up in the stress and the logistics. And my big thing, and this didn't come from a wedding planner, but the napkin color, the florals, none of it matters if the couple isn't solid. Um, mm. And I think that's something that isn't talked about enough. Um, yeah. So if I could give any advice is, yes, I know it's stressful. I know date nights turn into seating charts. Um, but if you can set aside time periodically to actually date the person, maybe practice kissing. There you go. You can pair those yeah. together. Yes, <laughs> yes. absolutely. That's a great, that's absolutely great. I love that. And that's something that um, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that and uh, okay. maybe mention yeah. it to couples as I, as I talk to them, because that's really actually a great, thing to tell them um and also in planning i mean this actually sort of related but like um this actually has to do with um investing in videography for your wedding um many times 
um, in the planning process, folks have a budget and they really want video, but there's a lot of things that come first. You got to have a venue. You got to have a dress. You have to have photography, flowers, cake, food, you know, um, your planner, everything. All of these things are kind of necessarily have to come first. And um, so then by the time you get to booking a videographer, quite often you are, you know, have spent a lot of your budget and um, you can get to this point, what I call expense fatigue, where it's like, gosh, we've been spending so much money and on this wedding. And can we just, let's just either go with cheap videography or just cut out video altogether. And um, what I would like to stress to couples and anyone who's listening is that it is it is after the wedding day where the value of a wedding film and wedding video starts to skyrocket. Um, because all this planning up into the wedding day, once the wedding day is over, um, what, what do you have? You've got your photos and video if you have made that investment. And um, it's gonna, the video or wedding film is gonna be something that grows in value over time, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when you're looking back on it, you're going to be watching grandparents who may have passed. You're going to be showing your children um, this first day of your marriage where you loved each other purely. And um, and you're going to um, you, you, you're going to have this thing that's just going to increase in value and you're going to look at it and you're going to say, Oh, look how young we were, <laughs> you know, way back. Um, so I, I try to, I want to encourage couples to watch out for expense fatigue when it comes to booking your videographer and don't let expense fatigue cause you to just cut that part out because you're tired of, spending all the money that you're spending on the wedding. Um, I think that a video is going to be one of those things. It's so many brides that, I mean, I've heard the stories, of course, where so many, that's their number one regret on their wedding day is, is not getting video. So I just want to throw that out there. I think that's uh, a great point. And I do want to point out that one of the benefits of hiring a planner is that Budget is one of the first conversations that we have. We have a budget sheet. We actually can kind of allocate in the beginning so that maybe we can avoid that expensive tea because I agree. I think people get to the end and they don't think about all the things. Sometimes I have couples that forget about postage for their invites and their invites now weigh more because they chose to have seven pieces in it so now we need two stamps for every single one right. and like those are all little costs but they add up and so i think having someone in your corner to to help you navigate those costs and especially then we can i usually ask a couple like what are your three top priorities for wedding day and if they say like food photo video okay great that's what i can start with right um but we want to make sure that we're allocating the money in the way that they want to spend it. So we can do that from the beginning and then cut back in an area where maybe they're like, yeah, we, we honestly just don't care about that. So, okay, maybe it's just a little less of the budget. Um, and so I think that's really important. 
All right, we're getting close to the end here. I got a couple more questions for you. You've crushed it so far. Thoughts on family drama in weddings? The dreaded topic. I, I mean, I'm oblivious. I mean, yeah. honestly, um, I have had a couple of weddings where they have mentioned to me that, you know, parents are divorced and so-and-so doesn't get along with so-and-so and we hopefully there won't be a scene or anything like that. And I haven't had anything happen. I, I guess I, I don't really have any thoughts on it. Um, I It's not something that I'm going to film <laughs> if, if someone were to, you know, um, make a scene um that's not okay. part of the what they want to have as part of their wedding day um and um and you know i also what one of the things i do is i have couples send me pictures of their family um send me a picture of mom and dad send me a picture of best man your bridal party matron of honor whoever who are the important people and so that that way i know that these are the people that I need to get shots of during the speeches and during the reception and that kind of thing. Knowing, you know, when they, so I assume when they send me the photographs that, you know, these are the important people and these are the people they want to have the, the, the images of. Um, yeah, I know. I think that's, I think that's key. I think it is important to know the key players. And, and I even ask on our questionnaires, is there any sensitive family situations we should be aware of? You know, um, I think like you said, with those photos and stuff, um, we know where the focus is, what they, they want us to, you know, the people that are important to them. So yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, I think it comes back to a lot of family drama goes back years and years and years, right? Like I come from a big Italian family. We've been, we've been going at it since I was a kid. So when it comes to wedding day, don't let those moments that will always be there in those situations, um, you know, have too much of an impact on your day. Remember where the focus is. Keep the focus on what's important. Uh, and I think that can be the most, most helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there any trends uh, that you've seen that you like, uh, that you don't like? Well, in videography specifically, um, there are um, certain styles of editing that I think I mentioned before where it's a really hyped up edit and it's a party edit. And I'm just not a fan of that personally because um, I feel like that kind of an edit doesn't cherish the moment as much. And it um, is actually kind of, I mean, it's a wedding day. And with an edit like that, it could very well have been a frat party. Or, or some other kind of party, you know. Um, to me, the wedding day requires a, a softer touch and more gentler uh, approach in terms of the edit. My edit, my shots uh, are a lot longer. Um, I let the moments breathe and I let um, the emotions kind of come through and shine through a little bit. Um, but, you know, like I mentioned, I think video has become so ubiquitous and people are hire now hiring content creators with that that common just post on your social media stuff and that kind of thing, which which I think is fine. Um, I, I don't do that kind of thing. I'm not a social media guy. Um, I think it may be a, that that particular trend may be one that kind of gets absorbed into a videographer package. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of folks who are offering photo and video packages, which is a bit of a trend now. Um, so you have a lot of married couples who are able to do that and offer it. Um, it's definitely not a one person job <laughs> to do all of that. Um, I, I feel that a little bit that photo and video packages, depending um, I can't say that for everyone, but sometimes photo and video packages, they'll be really strong in one and not so strong in the other. For example, a lot of photographers try to add video to what they're doing and, um, you know, video and the video, the photo is very, very strong. Video part of it is not as strong because uh, they underestimate how much work it is, I think a little bit. Um, but I think that there are definitely things in the wedding industry and in the wedding weddings in general that are um, foundational aspects that will always be a part of the wedding day that, you know, the ceremony, the white dress, the, you know, exchanging rings and vows and first dances and special dances and toasts and, um, and uh, all of these different things are, are foundational aspects. And then we have, other aspects that are added to weddings that are, are sort of novelty aspects that make it fun and that are absolutely, you know, wonderful additions, but may come and go. Um, like they were doing donut walls for a while, um, you know, um, and, um, you know, different, different little things that come in, you know, photo booths are a big thing now, um, which, I mean, maybe that will continue to be a, a staple of weddings but i think that that's one of those kind of novelty things they have them now where they have them they have the platform where they have the phone going around in a circle and they do like a video going around in a circle and it's just like this kind of one kind of wacky moment and it's like okay that kind of stuff is novelty stuff which i think is fun and great and awesome um but again it could very well be a frat party or some other kind of party um, I think the the wedding film, the wedding videographer is is going to continue to become more and more of a foundational aspect of the wedding day because of capturing the the moments and the emotion and the kind of the full story, the full love story there. Um, I love that. I, uh, yeah. I only cringe when you said donut wall because I had one donut wall like my whole time and it was maybe a in like my second year and I remember mm. it was such a hot day and the donuts were at the wall and all the frosting <laughs> they all just kind of slide down <laughs> and I was just like oh my gosh so I'm not a fan of the donut wall you um, know what you mentioned the heat like uh, weather is definitely a um a thing for couples to think about um I know that um uh, we do a lot of outdoor weddings here. There are a lot of barn weddings in North Carolina. There's a lot of farmland and stuff in the rolling hills and beautiful trees that we have. So many um, people uh, who own farms are turning their um, land into uh, wedding venue spots. So it's outside. There's a lot of outside stuff. So I tell couples if it's in if it's in the summer, bring sunscreen and bug spray, and you know uh, just think about that because. Um, you know, we definitely have our hot summers down here. Um, and also. All right. Don't brag. Okay. <laughs> what? We're freezing over here. All oh, right? oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> hey, 
sometimes it's a little too hot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm all, I already like, like when I'm working and I'm doing a wedding, I'm already going to be sweating. Yeah. So when it's hot, it's just all the worse. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> that's definitely a good a good thing to think about uh i just if i've learned a lot through our conversations tonight uh and i just want to thank you first for for coming out and joining but i do want to let couples know how they connect with you so can you just give us the rundown of your website your socials how do they get in touch sure that? sure well my website is zachthomasfilms.com that's z-a-c-h T-H-O-M-A-S films.com um, where you can go and check out my, my work, my portfolio, my little about me, you see what my starting prices are and just fill out an inquiry form. That's the really the best way to start the process with me. Um, I also have Instagram, uh, Instagram, Zach Thomas films, Instagram, if you want to check that out too. That's about it. I have a Facebook page, that's, but that's not really very exciting. <laughs> I, the only reason I have my Facebook is because Instagram can like send it to Facebook, but I don't think anyone ever does anything with it. Um, uh, so yeah, I I think you got the main ones there. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate Ooh, it. Thank you so much. Um, this has really been a really fun conversation. Um, I don't get to um, talk into this much depth a lot. It's amazing how much I've learned over the years. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much was in my head. So uh, this has been a really a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, couples, vendors tuning in, uh, if you're looking to you know, talk more about planning services, you can find us at ElizaJaneEvents.com or um, at Instagram, ElizaJaneEvents underscore. We would love to talk with you as well and also connect you with so many great vendors, one of them being Zach Thomas Phelps. So uh, tune in next time for our podcast, Champagne and Planning, and thanks for joining us.